Intel's got a lot of benchmarks for us, especially if they want to get out of the $3.5 billion hole their GPU business has them in. Also, the best desk ever and a GTX 2080. Let's get in the hot news, everybody. I'm your Brett host. We're going to be going over the hottest tech news I can find on the internet while you enjoy your breakfast. In today's top story, we're going to be talking about how Intel published more benchmarks of their upcoming Arc Alchemist A750 GPU. So this is their mid-tier offering and something that they haven't really been showing off too much of lately. We've really only been seeing the 380 and the 770. So to see the 750 is a welcome, fresh breath of air. I said that correctly. Anyways, they gave us a lot of games, 50 games on their websites between this and the RTX 3060. So we have a good understanding based on their benchmarking how this graphics card should perform. And you can see in many games in Vulkan, it can actually outperform the RTX 3060. And this is on average how much better the A750 performed over the 3060. You can see it's about 3% better in 1080p at DX12 games, 5% better in DX12 games at 1440p, 4% better at 1080p Vulcan games and 2% better at 1440p Vulcan games compared to the RTX 3060. Now, again, Intel has repeatedly let us know that their GPUs will not necessarily perform well on anything below DX12 or Vulkan when it comes to APIs and that they are currently still working on it. So it's also good to see that Intel is not shying away from showing us games where their GPU is not up to snuff, such as Assassin's Creed Valhalla, F1 2022, Battlefield 5, do people still play that? I'm not even entirely sure. Forza Horizon 5, Intel showing both the good and the bad, and also being really forthright on the fact that it's actually just straight up competing with the RTX 3060, even if it's not beating it. So this is good marketing, in my opinion, from Intel about the A750 and a good step forward for their mid-tier GPU. One of the things that Intel has told us is that instead of pricing the GPU as it relates to its performance up here at the top, and they're gonna price it down here or even further over here off the screen compared to the games that it absolutely sucks in. And that should potentially make it the better value card. Now the MSRP of the RTX 3060 is supposed to be $329. So if Intel is keeping to their word of the fact that they're not gonna price it at their tier one games, but they're gonna price it at their tier three games, we could potentially see this A750 come in at under $300. Now again, the market's changed quite a bit since the RTX 3060 has come out. Prices have gone up and down. I believe this is roughly selling for about $400 over on Amazon right now. So it's still not down to the lowest that it could possibly be. And maybe Intel is not looking at MSRP at announcement, but rather what current street prices are. So it could potentially be that Intel charges more for their A750, but Number one, I'm very glad that Intel is choosing to go this route when it, with regards to how they're publishing these video game benchmarks. Number two, they're being very forthright with us, giving us tons of details. And number three, I hope it performs well. I want to see it. I want this graphics card. Let me know what you think of the A750 down below in the comments while I let you know what I think of today's video sponsor. Today's episode of Hot News is brought to you by Ugreen and their 100 watt GAN power strip. This is the last power strip that you're ever going to need because it can meet 
all of your needs with just the seven ports that it has on here. As the name implies, it's equipped with 100 watt high speed USB-C ports, which are optimized by the latest GAN technology. So you can charge your iPhone 13 to 60% in 30 minutes or fully charge your MacBook Pro 16 inch in an hour and a half. And you can charge so many things and power so many things with it because it not only has the two 100 watt USB-C outlets, it has a third one on there as well as a USB-A port as well as three AC outlets allowing you to plug in so many different items to make sure that all of your charging needs work. Additionally, with the GAN chip and the fire retardant case, the 100 watt outlet extension provides overload, overcurrent, grounded protection, and many other security features to make sure that you're getting the optimal charging brick out there. And being equipped with the six foot upgraded extension cord makes it portable, compact, and easy to plug in wherever you need it to be. It's the idea of power option to take with you, whether you're on a business trip, whether you're traveling for vacation, or even out camping, this can take care of all of your devices in just one go. So be sure to check out the link in the video description for the Ugreen 100 watt GAN power strip Again, so many different options in just a sleek, compact form factor, making travel or even plugging things in at home a breeze and simple and clean and small. I love it. Check it out at the link in the video description. Big thanks to you, Green, for sponsoring today's video. Maybe we should take some of the money that we just got from that sponsorship and toss it at Intel's GPUs because according to John Petty Research, they're gonna need it because they are roughly $3.5 billion in the hole with regards to their GPU development at the current moment. So John Petty saying that they should either sell off their GPU department or kill it. And since Q1 of 2021, Intel has lost 2.1 billion dollars in this development cycle. And John Petty Research essentially saying that Intel has missed the mark when it comes to the time to get into market and the time to scale out their business and that this could potentially be number one, a giant financial hole for them, but then number two, a giant marketing catastrophe, which is sad to hear, especially as we're balancing these rumors of Intel's killing off their GPU department with Intel showing off more of their GPUs. I, I want to believe. Please let me believe. It sucks. I want them to be successful, but I understand that scaling it and getting mass consumer adoption and even mass data center adoption for server farms and the like is also going to be a monumental task for Intel, especially given the fact that they're very open about the fact that their drivers are not going to be very good. And your day isn't very good without crypto stonks. So let's talk about the crypto market right now. Bitcoin kind of flat right now. It had mostly an update, getting nearly to $25,000 but kind of plummeting down in the last few hours to be below $24,000. Ethereum up 1.5% to be at $18.82 and Dogecoin down half a percent to be at just over seven cents. But one of the reasons why we might've seen the crypto spike in the past couple of days is because the Ethereum testnet to make sure that the proof of stake merge can happen has actually been successful. This is a big accomplishment considering other testnets have actually failed and made it so that they actually had to delay the merge. But according According to the reports, this most recent Gourley, Gourley, I know I'm pronouncing this wrong. It was the last test before the final upgrade to Ethereum's virtual machine and potentially the merger that's going to happen for proof of stake, which in case you're not familiar is essentially going to mean that Ethereum can no longer be mined by graphics cards, at least the main blockchain version of Ethereum. There's likely going to be splits and forks and there's already Ethereum classic. So it's not that mining's going to die. It's just that on the main Ethereum blockchain, mining should be dead. and 
some people from the Ethereum Foundation talking about when this is going to take place. The, the terminal total difficulty is going to take place on this block number right here. And that was tweeted out by one of Ethereum's people and likely will mean that on September 15th, we should see the merge happen. So just over a month from now, does this make you happy? Or is the fact that mining has kind of already kind of fallen apart and GPUs are returning back to normal? You don't really care to hear about this anymore. Let me know down below in the comments. And I want to let Reese know, I missed you yesterday, buddy. You got to You got to record the UFD deals. It's kind of your job, bud. What do you have to say for yourself? What's wrong? What is it? You can't speak? Wow, Reese, I didn't think you could feel that way about such an inanimate object. But what I will say is that I can feel this way about this inanimate object because there's a new desk getting announced, the Lumina desk, which looks like a desk, like a nice, sleek, minimalistic desk, but it has a 24 inch OLED screen baked into this bad boy. It has 1200 nits of brightness and you can configure it to work with a whole bunch of apps. You can see right here, it's just a screen. And especially if it's freaking OLED, it's gonna blend so nicely in, especially when it's off or when you, you just, ah, this looks so great. I want it so badly. Showing off all the apps that you'll be able to put down there with different widgets. I absolutely want this so badly. It's gonna have wireless charging, cables, cable hiding, tons of ports, tons of power, all of that good stuff. And you can request a reservation right now in case you want that. I, boy howdy, do I want this. I, Lumina, um, you wanna be the official hot news desk? We can make something like that happen. Hit me up, you know where to find me. And I'll know where to find vehicle charging at Electrify America. It's come to Ikea, you're welcome. At 25 IKEA locations across the country, they're getting level three charging between 150 kilowatt to 350 kilowatt, part of Electrify America's network. This is on top of the 141 level two chargers that IKEA already has. And the states that are gonna be getting these Electrify America chargers are Arizona, California, Connecticut, Florida, Illinois, Kansas, Maryland, Massachusetts, Michigan, Minnesota, New York, Pennsylvania, Ohio, Oregon, Texas, Utah, Virginia, and Washington. Yes. I said Pennsylvania, so I'm excited about it. And you might actually be able to charge your Rivian there if you can get your hands on one. I kind of want one, but I don't know if I can afford one. Rivian reporting more losses in the second quarter with their new earnings report. They lost about $1.7 billion with only $95 million in revenue, which is more than Wall Street thought they were gonna have. They're expecting only $69 million in revenue. So nice moves by Rivian to get it up there. Also, Rivian increasing their vehicle production, producing 4,400 vehicles in Q2, which is a 72% increase, and they delivered 4,400 trucks. They also announced that they have roughly 98,000 reservations for their vehicles, which is an increase of about 8,000 reservations. So if they could potentially produce the amount that they're saying, seven to 9,000 vehicles a quarter, that means everybody will get theirs and just whenever. Obviously, if they scale up a little bit more, they could get them out quicker, but Rivian 
not necessarily financially viable at the current moment. But Stadio is never financially viable, but that doesn't mean Google is not going to continue to put effort into trying to get you to play on it. And in fact, they're bringing it to Google search, but not just Stadia. They're making it so that you can find out whether or not games are available on streaming platforms. You can see right here, if you search a game like Destiny 2, it's going to tell you that you can play for free on Google Stadia or even GeForce Now. But if you look it up on mobile, then it'll show you on Google Stadia. And you can see right here, you can do a trial for Darksiders Genesis right over there. So Google stacking the deck for themselves, putting Stadia as the primary one on mobile search, even if it's not the same way on desktop. But then number two, I just find this super hilarious that they're integrating all of this features, but the search engine company couldn't even put searching for your games on Stadia until a year after it launched. You weren't able to search for games on Stadia until 12 months after it launched. Google's product, my goodness. But Square Enix's product, Final Fantasy VII Remake, is getting remade yet again by a modder who's decided to turn it into a VR experience. This is somebody who specializes in turning games into VR experiences, so much so that he's gotten DMCA takedowns by major companies for his work with Red Dead Redemption 2, Grand Theft Auto, etc. But with this one, it's, wow, it's the... There's full head motion. You can look around stuff. It looks crazy. I'll show it to you in a second. But uh, essentially, the modder saying that it, you probably don't want to play it because it's the ultimate VR legs tester. And it's going to hit you with the force of a speeding train because the game movements are crazy and not meant for VR. So you can see right here the VR movement of Cloud at the very beginning of the game. And watch this movement right here, which is part of the beginning. You got that. That's brought. That's not going to feel good in VR. But you can look around. This is actually really Really impressive. I'm excited for this. You can check it out at the link in the video description. In case you're interested, I'm never going to play that, but you could potentially do it. And I'm never going to play on a GTX 2080, but you could potentially do it if you buy one off of eBay, if you can find them. I tried to find one. I couldn't. Anyways, somebody picked this up off of eBay, a GTX 2080, which is likely an engineering sample before Nvidia even decided on the branding or the naming scheme for the 20 series of cards. They just put a GTX branding on the 20 series Founders Edition card, which means that it's it's kind of a piece of history. It doesn't even have the 2080 moniker on the front of the cooler. So this is actually a piece of history. Somebody posting on Reddit that they were able to pick it up for about $360 and the seller was using it for mining cryptocurrency because of course they were. They were using a piece of history to get a piece of crypto history. I tried real hard on that one. I failed. I fell down and I'm going to fall on ending this episode of Hot News. We'll be back here on Monday for more of the hottest tech news. See you for the weekend. No, you have a good weekend. I'll see you afterwards.